Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion about Messianic music, video, and art. I'm David Kasdan, a Messianic filmmaker, artist, and musician. Brittany Pava, P-A-I-V-A, released Tell You What. It's a ukulele album, and it has guests Michael McDonald, Tom Scott, Arturo Sandoval, Ray Parker Jr., and Chuck Finley. It has jazz, R&B, pop, funk, reggae, and a little classical. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, etc. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-I space P-A-I-V-A. The Sound of the Spirit is a new feature-length movie. The Sound of the Spirit is a new feature-length movie about a Messianic Jewish girl named Rivka. She overcomes the death of her parents to share Messiah with her aunt and uncle, her traditionally Jewish. This film is released by Kingdom Pictures. By the way, if anyone's connected to that, um, could you please send me a copy? I would like to review this movie in an upcoming episode. I Stand With Israel, that's I-S-T-A-N-D, single word, was released by Galilee of the Nations last August. It is a worship album recorded in Israel by Paul Wilbur, Karen Davis, and other recording artists. The songs are in Hebrew and English. Now on to my interview. Stephanie San Hamill is a Chicago area musician who performs as a Shira. She was also in the band Navi and is their current manager. A Shira's music is on Facebook.com slash A S H I R A H music and Navi's music is on Facebook.com slash N A V I Messianic Music. I'm here with Stephanie San Hamill. How did you first get involved in music? In music, my goodness. Well, when I was six years old, I demanded to have piano lessons. And um, I actually started taking lessons in the neighborhood in a very traditional, classical manner. And uh, that's how I first got involved in music. I played piano for many years, up until I was about 13, I took regular lessons, and um, when I was about that age, I decided I didn't want lessons anymore because I learned how to improvise, and I really liked that, and that's about the time I started writing my own music, and later on in life, I I started playing guitar, and I took violin lessons for a while, too. Oh, wow. Um, So when you're improvising music... um do you still uh, you still can read music pretty quickly, or is it mostly just playing by ear? I, I usually play by ear now. I did know how to read music uh, very well at one time, and I sort of have to get back in practice doing that. But I can still read music. It takes me a little while, but I can definitely uh, get the song out once I familiarize myself with it. But mostly I just play by ear nowadays. I don't have occasion to have to read music, so I guess I don't at the moment. Okay, and when you're writing music, do you just uh, 
keep it in your memory or do you write the chords or do you uh, write out the notes even if it would take a while? Well, it depends which comes first. <laughs> so generally a lot of my music does have lyrics and or my songs have lyrics. Um, so depending on what comes first, I'll either write out the words that come to me and then think of a tune to, to go with it or if they come together, I'll sort of just record it in my, my phone or something like that or... Um, strike down the chords and go back and play with it later. Um, use all sorts of ways of <laughs> composing, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, when did you first uh, start using uh, your musical talents in uh, the Messianic community, and where did you start using it? Well, uh, let's see. From about the time I was 10 until I was 20, I was attending the Rock of Israel, which is a Messianic congregation in Long Grove. And um, let's see, so they had a worship team there. Uh, when I got there, I was still too young to be involved, but uh, I learned a lot from the musicians on that team. And when I became old enough, uh, one of my piano teachers actually uh, played music on that worship team. So she really took me under her wing and took the time to teach me how to do what she did, which was improvisation and reading chords, and by knowing scales and things like that, I was able to uh, create my own, you know, style of playing. So she actually had me take over for her when she was finished playing on the worship team. You know, she became a mom, had kids and stuff like that. So uh, I was taking care of them. So I took her spot when I was about... Oh, goodness, 18, 19 years old. And I would play piano on the worship team and learn how to improvise with everyone there. And I just sort of started playing that way in the Messianic community. It wasn't until later that I, I got involved with other worship teams in the band and all that. How important is uh, uh, musical teaching or one-on-one -on -one mentorship in uh, in teaching uh, worship music, and do you think the Messianic community is meeting the needs for that? Hmm. That's a good question. I know that not only was she teaching me how to handle all these musical uh, skills in improvisation and style, but you know she was teaching me how to lead worship. Um, or at least participate in the leading of worship, whether, you know, I was up front or, or actually leading myself or not. But, um, you know, it's always really nice to be learning from another believer, especially one that is a little older than you and uh, has talents similar to yours and is teaching you how to utilize them. I think it's really important, uh, especially as far as worship goes. I think overall... You know, there's a lot of young musicians coming up in the Messianic community, and I think they've all been been influenced by really great musicians. Uh, even I've had the opportunity to play with people uh, like Stuart Powerman, you know, who wrote practically everything, and um, just really appreciate the opportunity that we have in a movement that's so small, which might seem like... Uh, you know, it's not ideal, but because it is so small, we have the opportunity to meet people who have influenced us musically.
and and spiritually as well. So I think that we're actually doing a really good job of mentoring and musical part of the Messianic movement. So hopefully whenever there's uh, musicians that are younger than me coming up, I'll be able to give some sort of the same guidance. Excellent. Which came first, you performing and creating music under your solo name, or you being part of and managing the band Navi? Well, technically, uh, being part of Navi and managing that came first. Although I was writing music and performing it before I ever got involved with Navi, or before Navi even started, um, you know, I didn't use a solo name until after Navi. So, technically speaking, Navi came first, and I had a great time playing with them and now contributing to their ministry by managing them. Okay, what were some of the performances you did when you were in the band? Well, our first performance was on Hanukkah, and I think, oh goodness, I think that was in 2010. Yeah, that sounds about right. The band started November 15th, 2010, and so our first performance was at Hanukkah. That was at the Synagogue of our Emmet in Skokie. And we just performed a couple of originals. Uh, that was pretty cool. It kind of got the hang for what it was like to uh, perform in a public setting like that. Up till then, we've been practicing in uh, Matt's living room. <laughs> so it was definitely different. Uh, after that, we, we performed at the Harvest Picnic when that started up again in 2011. And at In Gathering later that year, uh, other than that, we've had a few venues where we performed at Devar. And actually, I forgot, we also performed at Missions Conference at Moody Bible Institute in uh, fall of 2011. And that was, that was much different from anything we'd ever done before. I mean, that was a full house, auditorium, uh, and uh, had to address a bunch of people. It was kind of terrifying, but also really, really awesome and uh, humbling, <laughs> but uh, definitely enjoyed that once it was all through. What was the recording process for Navi? Um, what albums have they uh, created? Well, our first album was an EP called Peeling Away Leaves, and we recorded that um, at a studio down, uh, down on the south side. Uh, with a few students from Northwestern and Columbia, and they really helped us get our feet wet in the whole recording process. I had had a little experience doing some of that before uh, because I'd lived in Nashville and been around that, but uh, for Matt and Kim and UD, it was a, it was a new experience, but uh, I know I'd done only things as a, as a solo act, like as a demo and things like that, but up till then I never had the never had the experience of recording with a band so there was a lot to learn about uh, you know you have to do each track separately and uh, very rarely did we ever you know perform as a group and so being used to performing as a group and suddenly you have to break up all the parts and do them on your own and everyone's standing there looking at you and there's no one to back you up it's a little uh, intimidating at first but eventually it all came together and uh, we were quite pleased with the finished product uh, and we strived for uh even more to come out of our album, which eventually was released in uh, 2012. 
uh, in July, July of 2012, and we brought our first copies to the UMJC conference and got to perform and pass them out there. And it was a much different feel than the EP, actually, because we used um, different producers. And um, i trying to think who is that. Uh, that's actually a recording studio on the north side that we used for, for recording the album. The album is called Where We Are. It has, I believe, 11 all-original songs, one instrumental. I actually didn't contribute as much as I did on the EP. Um, I did some piano tracks on the album, some backup vocals. Um, other than that, at that point, I was, I was really solely managing the group. Um, but it's still fun to hear <laughs> myself on there, and they do an absolute great job. Uh, it's amazing how much Navi has grown just in the few years that they've been active and uh, really learning all of this uh, themselves, hands-on, teaching themselves things and allowing themselves to be exposed to different uh, methods of recording and performing and just adapting so well. And I'm really, really proud of them. Excellent. Well, the reason that I'm mostly managing the V now is because um, I actually happen to be quite a bit older than the rest of the members of the band. And so while they're still in college or beginning college, I'm done and sort of moving on to a different phase of life. And, um, you know, I kind of needed to focus on, on finding a career and finding a full-time job, and I didn't want to hold anybody back. And... Um, so it just made more sense that I would sort of slip into the role of manager and I could still be helpful without uh, being a hindrance to anyone. And it just it just works out much better that way. And uh, although I miss playing and recording with them, I think this is a beneficial role for everyone that I've taken on. Okay. What was your major and uh, what are you looking for in a career? Well, I had a few majors. I only have one degree. <laughs> I started out in music business, and I, I switched to education, and then to English, and then to history, and then I finally landed at Moody and got my degree in Jewish studies. As far as what I'm looking to do, I always wanted to be a teacher, and it looks as though I may actually be on the path to doing that. Um, in private education, you don't always have to have a degree in education, so to speak, and so there may be some opportunities coming up for me in the future because I am working at a school now, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what the future holds. I'm just sort of utilizing my talents as well as I can and trying to listen to God and see what doors open. Excellent. Uh, backtracking... Um what recording artists were you around in Nashville, and um, what was the type of culture there? When I first moved to Nashville, I was sort of under the impression that uh, the streets were kept paved with gold and the rooftops were twinkling with colored lights. I kid you not, I literally just had this really ideal vision of what Nashville would be like, that there was music everywhere and everyone was nice and friendly and actually... It's sort of a cutthroat town and business to be involved in. Not to say I didn't enjoy it, but there is definitely a lot to learn and things that were unexpected. But I, um, I was, uh, there is a recording artist and songwriter that took me up under her wing. Her name is uh, Kim McLean, 
and I guess she just, we met at a, um, we met at a chapel service at uh, the college I was going to there, and she uh, asked if, you know, I would play for her some of the songs I had written. That was just a dream come true for me, because she'd actually written a few songs that I had always enjoyed as a kid, and um, so I got the opportunity to play for her, and then she invited me to go back with her uh, to a recording studio and, and see uh, what she did. So <laughs> I really just got a taste firsthand for what that kind of culture and business was like. So she introduced me to a lot of people uh, who I, I really loved and cherished, and she actually happened to be a believer, which made it all the more fun and easier, and she became a mentor for me. So because of that, I had the opportunity to uh, record professionally some demos. I took a songwriting class with her. I was able to perform at the Bluebird Cafe, which is a really famous venue in Nashville where everybody gets their start. And it was just um, overall a really good experience. Uh, I had my doubts about being a songwriter while I was there, but just because the business is, again, so cutthroat and demands so much and it's really sort of unstable sometimes as far as pay goes and making a living out of it. You have to really be focused and know what you're doing. And I'm just sort of more of an artist, sort of an artsy, unfocused person. So I wasn't sure that it was really what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, in the end, I I learned how to write better. And I, I turned out some really great finished products that, that I'm proud of. And I took it all back to Chicago with me and... I just sort of learned that, you know, it doesn't have to be my livelihood, but I can perfect and work on the talents that God has given me just to bring joy to other people and also myself because uh, it makes me happy. <laughs> Excellent. What is your solo project name and what is the meaning behind it? My solo name is Ashira, and it means I will sing. I chose that as my Hebrew name a few years ago, because I, I didn't have one, and I thought it would probably be appropriate to have one, and I was going to Israel a lot, and they wanted something to call me, so I decided to call myself Ashira, because I enjoy singing, and it sort of just uh, progressed and made sense that I should use it as a, a solo artist name, and uh, that's sort of just, well, that's how I got the name Ashira. Okay, um, what are some uh, performances that you've done as a solo artist? Um, and also we're including the Passover performance. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but um, by the time this recording's gone up, you all have already uh, performed. All right. Um, my first performance as a Shiro was um, in August of last year at the Messianic Music Showcase that Devar Emmett hosted. And I just played, um, I think, one original song at that at that particular performance. I did a couple of covers and uh, just sort of thought I'd, I'd just try my hand at it. And I think it met with a good review, good acceptance. After that, I've I've started to do different holidays and events at Devar. So, like, for the breakfast, you know, after Yom Kippur, and Passover coming up, and I can't remember, what was the other thing that I did? Hanukkah. I've done uh, performances on Hanukkah, and that's really all I've done as a solo artist. I haven't done much else yet. I'm sort of just biding my time until I, I have enough money to, 
to make an album and, and have actually have something to give to people, something solid. Because people ask all the time, are you making an album? Are you making an album? Well, I, you know, need more cash. So I'm just sort of waiting to, you know, go super public with my music. Right now it's just sort of limited to Devar and the events that we do there, which I really love, though, because I get to pull out really old songs out of the vault and sort of redo them in my own style and I have I have my friends uh, playing on instruments and, and, and background vocals for me like Rachel and Yudit and we just have a really strong dynamic going when we play together I really enjoy it and like uh, at Passover I will have played a song called Yarivan Alam which was written by Rabbi Israel I think you say his last name Najara and uh, he's actually a 16th century Kabbalist rabbi from Israel. And he wrote this incredible song uh, in Aramaic. And I found that the Klezmatics did a cover of that, uh, their own version of that, with sort of an Ashkenazic Klezmeric uh, twist to it. And so I've sort of taken that and uh, have revamped it, so to speak, for our Passover performance. I'm really excited to uh, to see how that one turns out. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing that. It's <laughs> good. If someone's interested in your music, is there a way for them to uh, um, get a little taste or to contact you? Sure. Um, on Facebook, I have a page, a public page, so it's just called Ashira, and I think the website, the link would be facebook.com slash Ashira Music, um, and if you know, you don't have Facebook or you know, using the internet, you can email me at s-r-s-a-n-h-a-m-e-l at sbcglobal.net, and be happy to hear from you, and, um, Communicate. <laughs> okay, um, and that's spelled A S H I R A H. That's correct. Okay, and if uh, someone's interested in the band uh, Navi, um, how would they find uh, the CD? Navi is also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com/slash Navi Messianic Music. That's N A V I, as in the prophet. Um, and they can also email me at the address that I gave before because I am the manager. So if you want to buy an album, I uh, would be happy to set you up. We don't have a website yet. We're still working on it. So that should be up and running. We just want to uh, make sure everyone knows who to go to before we put the website up. 